Welcome to the Innovative Learning Strategies Podcast, a resource to help improve your organization's learning and development efforts. Here are your hosts, Stephanie Hubka and Christina Eames. Hello, fellow innovators. We're back talking about podcast strategy. My name is Christina Eanes. I am with Eanes Training. And I am Stephanie Hupka, and I am with Protus Learning. We are so glad that you joined us for this episode. So far, we have covered the podcast roadmap. We've covered what do you talk about? <laughs> Technology. And now today, we are talking about, well, hosting and guesting. I think we created a new word here. And I'm okay with that. I hope we did. Honestly, <laughs> I hope we did. I mean, really, they go hand in hand. So if you're going to yes. have hosting, you might as well have guesting, right? That's it. <laughs> so let's let's start out with hosting. And I know for myself, it has been an evolution. I'd love uh, to hear more about your evolution, oh, especially because okay. I feel like hosting is one of those spaces where you feel like you're supposed to just get like you're just supposed to be good at it when you start, right? Like yeah. it's your podcast, right? Obviously, you know what you're doing. I know for me, <laughs> I didn't feel that way at all when I first no. started hosting. No, no. And you know, actually, I, before we get into the evolution, I was thinking, I know some people are like, well, why should I host? Oh, well, yeah. There's a lot of benefits. So before I go over maybe my evolution that I took and then you go over yours. Yeah. I know you've talked a little bit about benefits, you know, in developing ourselves. Can you say a little bit more? Let me tell you, I think for me, this is probably the benefit I didn't see coming and the benefit I'm happiest about and in some ways proudest of. So hosting is going to feel like it's scary. And it's scary for a lot of reasons, one of which is because it involves things like public speaking. Yeah. What I found about myself over the course of the last few years since starting to co-host a podcast and now a second podcast, I have seen an evolution in how I've been able to present myself. Yes. I find it's easier for me to borrow a tagline from us, perhaps, and show up curious. <laughs> I find... My curiosity flows a lot more naturally because I approach things as more of an active listener. Mm -hmm. I'm always listening to what people have to offer. And I'm finding that I'm making connections and growing more interested in what they're sharing and having better questions. That has allowed me to deepen connections with my colleagues and with team members. Honestly, it's also helped me to deepen connections with friends and family. I mean, it's, it's kind yeah. of an across the board benefit, but another one too is when it comes to communication itself. I have listened to myself through recordings more often than I can say now. And it's a lot easier for me to listen to myself now, primarily because I feel like I am a more thoughtful speaker. Mm. I self-edit filler words, for example. Yeah. I have fewer ums and uhs and pauses. I do still use filler words strategically, but I feel like I'm a lot better now at being more thoughtful with how I'm going to structure a sentence clearer about what I'd like to communicate. And all in all, I've just become a far more confident and polished speaker. Now, yes. I also offer all of that and know that there may be people out there thinking, wow, that didn't sound polished at all. Well, that was <laughs> off the cuff. But the truth of the matter is, the more you speak, and a lot of this really does come through hosting, the more you speak, the better at it you're going to get. And yes. that skill set is going to take you into your next team meeting. And it's going to take you into the next presentation that you give. It's going to 
impact every aspect of how you speak in your life. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I never thought of it that way when I got started, Chris. I thought yeah. I was just going to be hosting a podcast. I didn't really yep. think about it as a professional development Life opportunity. Changing, yes, isn't it though? Yeah. So it, it's helped me in in learning to have easier conversations yeah. with folks. It's made me a better instructor slash facilitator yep. in the classroom. Yep. It's made me a better speaker on the stage. Yeah. It's just improved across the board. It's amazing. So many benefits that we just didn't even realize were coming our way. No. Right. So, and wherever you're starting, let's say you already feel like you're really decent or yeah. you, you do this well, yeah. it'll help, it'll help you improve it no matter will. what, what area that you're starting in. Yeah. So, and again, though, it is an evolution going back to what we said as a host, I can tell you, I started out audio only. Yeah. Because I was uncomfortable focusing on my audio as well as trying to be good on video. Yes. Yes. So I started out audio only. It, it was an evolution before I got more comfortable with video and learning how to talk into the camera. Yeah. And and not be so drained after we're thinking about audio and video at the same time. I started out a little more scripted at the beginning. Mm. I mean, I've already spent years, you know, asking questions in the classroom. Um, in coaching as a leader, as a parent, et cetera. So yeah. I n have never gone totally scripted, yep. Yep. <laughs> but I did start out a little more scripted. Now we just identify a flow and we show up curious. We do. So it has been an evolution. And I want to encourage folks to realize that wh whatever you're starting out hosting now, that's not who or how you are going to be three years from now. I'm so glad you said that because I think <laughs> podcasting is a space where you need to give yourself the grace to grow. You know, it is not something you need to be or are even expected to be great at as you get started. I recorded my first episode of Take to the Sky six times before I was ready for it to go live. <laughs> and even then, listening back on it now, I'm thinking, oh, no, did I really sound like that? Did I say those things? And this is one thing I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about, because I know it's a spot within hosting that I'm pretty passionate about. It's mm. scripting. Yes. A lot of people are going to think, well, I want a script. I, I want to mm. go in there with every word on paper. Why wouldn't you want to go in with every word on paper? <laughs> well, wait, I was going to I was going to do it. You might sound like this <laughs> when you're talking. Yeah. Pause. Question mark. So how are you today? <laughs> Question mark. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I laugh, but we've, we've been there and maybe not us necessarily quite like that, but I've listened to podcasts like that and I've, I've yes. been on podcasts like that. I get that. Yes. I get it. But it's true. I think for a lot of people, when you're, you're thinking about preparation and preparation is huge when it comes to hosting a podcast, yes. you certainly want to take a few steps. You want to know your guest take 10 or 15 or 20 minutes to research the person yeah. that you are going to be speaking with. For some hosts that I know, that may be a prep call. And it may not yeah. be a prep call to go completely through content. Sometimes it's a, let's get to know each other. Where have you yeah. worked? And what are your interests? And you're, it's a bonding moment, if you want to think yes. of it that way. That can happen online. It can happen offline. It also doesn't have to happen at all. You may find that going to someone's website, a LinkedIn profile, that can be a really helpful way to do that. But yeah. what that really leads into is the idea that when you show up, if you show up with a script, I think what you'll find is that it's far more limiting 
than you actually want it to be. Yes. You know, that for me was my biggest takeaway as I too made an evolution from wanting to go in scripted versus unscripted. It was a comfort zone thing as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if that were true for you too. You know, you, you want to sound good. Right. You want to sound polished and professional and you want your wording to be just right because it's scary to hit the record button and think, well, this is the me I'm putting out there. So there is that instinct to want to protect that image, but it's not listenable. And sometimes it may be you've got to script a few and listen back to understand what that means for you. But I know that that was very true for me. I found that it was far more limiting to script myself and to have to go off of a script. I wasn't able to show up curious and I was thrown a little bit more when I'd have guests who wanted to take a conversation in a different direction, but I wasn't prepared for that. You know, it put me out kind of in the wilderness and I wasn't sure what path I was going to use to get back. There were some growth moments (laughs) across the board and all of that. Well, and speaking of having a more uh, guest-centered approach, right? So building that rapport with them. Yeah. Think about what your guest needs in order to show up prepared. Yeah. So one of the things that we build into our workflow is uh, here, here's, here's the typical audience. Here's the typical flow of the episode. Here's some su- suggestions for when you log in, what you need to do, yep. uh, what we're looking for, like actionable strategies. Um, so think about what your guest needs. And then when they log in, prep them, you know, Mm. for what to expect. Like, and one of the things I want to add to that is adjust based on the guest's experience level. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, So if you have a more experienced guest, you can tell they are showing up, they are ready. They've used Riverside before. Don't go into your typical spiel that you would for a guest who's maybe nervous and hasn't been on a podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you I've shown up for being a guest myself for a podcast and the host went through like it was painstakingly how they went through, you know, how to be on a podcast and some suggestions. I'm like, you, you know, I've like done like 600 episodes yeah. and, and guested <laughs> on like 50 to a hundred, right? Yes. <laughs> I can see too, a lot of hosts will want to, to feel like they've dotted all the I's and crossed yeah. all the T's. And at the same time, there are some I's and T's that have their dots and crosses <laughs> that you, you don't have to spend any time on. Mm-hmm. And that said, I want to touch on something too that I think is, is sort of understood from what you were sharing. But if you do have a first time guest, giving them the space to say, I've never done this before. Yes. It allows them space to be vulnerable with you. You can meet that vulnerability by saying, I'm so excited to be your first podcast or that's wonderful. Let's talk about what this is going to look like because what that's going to do is that's going to meet their vulnerability with, you know, the the kind of grace that they may be looking for, but it's also going to give you a chance to develop a little bit of a better bond. That bond will be understood by listeners. They'll hear that when it comes through. So if you do find that to be the case, it really does come down to what it means to meet a guest where they are. The more you can do there, you'll be amazed at what that does to transform that listener experience. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. I think that's such an understated part of preparation. Yeah. Well, and that kind of brings us back to scripting. So, right, the more scripting it is, the, the, I think the less comfortable 
the guest feels like mm-hmm. I, I've known because it feels more like a transaction. It does. Versus when we show up and it's just a conversation between some colleagues. Yeah. Right. People feel more comfortable. They feel more safe. Yeah. 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 A lot of times too, what will come from that are stories, for example. Yes. I love it when we ask a question and a guest says, oh gosh, that reminds me of something. Let me tell you a quick yes. story. Storytelling, anyone who knows me knows that's one of my favorite topics. But yes. truth of the matter is anytime that you can invite guests to bring their experiences, not just even telling you things. And yeah, you have that transactional conversation where you feel like you're going through all of the important stuff, but not really letting the guests be themselves. Give them that space. The podcast, I think from the hosting perspective, it's very much about your guest and it's very much about what they can offer. And in all of that, you've got to keep your listener in mind too. And as a host, that's one of the things I like the most. You give, you, you really get that opportunity to put yourself in the shoes of your listeners. Ask the questions you think they may have. Be them. You know, show up as a listener and help your guests to shine by asking them the questions you know are really going to resonate with those who will be joining you later on. Yeah. Any final advice for hosting before we move into guesting? Gosh, I, I think honestly, the best advice I can offer is to have fun with it. Yes. Because I, I, first of all, I think we've covered quite a bit about hosting and I'm excited to talk guesting, but have fun. The more fun you have, the better it is for your listener and really the better it is for your guest Mm -hmm. because guesting is another challenge all in itself. I mean, it's kind of a perfect way to move into what it means to be a good guest. And I know for you, Chris, you have talk to a lot of them. I mean, it's no joke Hundreds. when you say you've you've interviewed what? How many? More well over 400 now, probably a well over 500 guests. Well, I mean, between all of our podcasts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably uh, probably around 600 My or so. My goodness. So you know what it means to show up as a good guest. <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean so me as a guest, eh, uh, probably a, a few hundred, but um, both, both, both. Yeah, but I both. Mean, yeah, because you can see how people show up and what not to do is mainly what you learn from that. That will improve. <laughs> yeah, it'll certainly improve you as a host, but it will yes. also improve what it means to actually be a guest. So, in yes. your experience, what does it look like to be a good guest? Yeah. Well, actually, so there's two different ways. Okay. If you don't mind before, Please. Yeah. you could be asked to be on a podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Or you, you could also pitch right to different right. folks. Right. So you may like we reach out to folks based on, uh, well, we have an amazing producer for Beltway Broadcast, Helena Hodges. I love plug Helena. for her. Uh, she'll read a book. She'll watch a TED Talk. Yeah. She'll look at an article in, in a major magazine and she'll reach out and be like, hey, can you come on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So she's asking so well. guests and they are, which we appreciate the most of them are very podcast savvy. Yeah. Um, however, if you are actively seeking to get on podcast and you are pitching different podcasts so that you could be a guest, yep. please don't, it's much like a job interview. You don't show up and say, <laughs> hey, you should hire me. Yeah. End of story, right? <laughs> I can't tell you how many pitches I've gotten where someone's like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast. And <laughs> it's like submitting your application with no resume and no cover letter. Yes. Here's my name. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you want to have more of a focus. Again, I, I really, I liken it to applying for a job on, yeah. Hey, this is how I can benefit your audience. This is why you need to have me on. Uh, I've recently got a pitch from someone I thought was amazing. Um, and it, it was, it, it rose above the, Hey, I need, I should be on your podcast mm. because I have experience in this 
Okay. Um, so she sent a couple of paragraphs on and this was particularly for the escape room podcast. Yeah. She, the first one was a little bit about her, you know, what she does in life, her experiences with uh, escape rooms. And then she really took to heart the purpose of the podcast was sharing a couple of lessons that she had learned about herself mm. and her family and her team through the love of escape rooms. And then specifically what she wanted to talk about on the podcast and how it would benefit the audience. Wow. It was a beautiful pitch. That's so it, make sure that you're sharing the benefits of, of your topic, what it is. Make sure it's not a topic that's already been on that podcast. Yeah. So actually like do a little bit of research yeah. on the podcast that you want to be on first. Yep. Huge. Yep. I what would be a, a topic for you? I mean, a topic, a, a suggestion for you? Oh, gosh. Well, I think one thing, and I know this is kind of coming off the heels of us talking about technology last time. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about being a guest, putting yourself in a space where you can really get in the moment is helpful. Yes. So eliminating background noise where possible, you're going to make yeah. editing so much easier on your yes. host or your editor, or whomever might get that audio file from you afterwards. I know for us, we have spaces that tend to be fairly quiet. We're not typically interrupted. Now, that said, for wherever you may be joining from, it may be a conference room in an office building. It could be your home office or your kitchen table or something like that. Eliminating any noise sources that you don't want to be on the podcast. So uh, you're going to want to... You so know, much falls into silence, that. <laughs> silence those ringing phones, turn off your Teams or your Outlook notifications, anything uh-huh. like that. The Clicky more, pens. Oh gosh, yes. Anything that's it. And I'm glad you mentioned that too, because this is something I learned about myself fairly early on and have eventually edited out of my own behaviors. But even still, you may not know you do it until you listen back to some of this. But if you get nervous, you may have different habits that you fall toward. Clicking a pen, shuffling papers, overly clicking a mouse, for example. Um, You may also move a lot, which can impact a micro or a headset cord. You know, there could be a lot of different things that you do. So taking stock of what those might look like and trying to eliminate your opportunity to do any of that will also help. I think the more you can do to present yourself in a quiet space, a good microphone wherever possible. If you're not a regular guest, guest, you're probably not going to be, you know, using a, you may not invest in a microphone that is especially, you know, top notch, but at least a decent one where possible. (laughs) If you can, if you can get something that is external and not part of a headset or your computer, that is going to improve the audio quality considerably. Yeah. All of those things really go into contributing to what is going to come across as you sounding like you are at your very best. Yeah. And a few other things that may sound obvious, yeah. but we've had so many guests show up <laughs> with oh, one know. or more of these issues. I know. So I know one of them that you're going to say. You know what the first one is, I right? I well, do. actually, before I get to that one, I want to say on tech, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So on yeah. tech... Check it out. Check out the recording platform. Yes. Make sure your tech is working before you log on. A good idea. To, to be interviewed. Yep. Uh, but, and I mentioned this in the road, the podcast roadmap episode. Make sure you know which episode, which podcast you are showing up to interview on. Absolutely right. <laughs> Amazing. You have to say it. But on the other hand, I do want to give a nod to everybody out there who is busy. They get very invested in things. They forget. Uh-huh. They don't check that calendar. 
okay, now that it we've got that out of the way, two minutes. Now two that we've got that out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> it happens, but don't let it happen to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so two minutes to look at what the title is on the calendar invite. Yes. But <laughs> I digress. So if you can, I mean, five minutes. Yeah. Maybe go through and and look a little bit about the guests. Yeah. You know, what is their background? They've probably got bios on their website or the podcasting platform, whatever. Yeah. Right. Maybe just a little bit of learning about them. Yeah. If you have a little bit more time, maybe re- listen or watch a few of the episodes. Not You don't have to watch it through. You can even fast forward a little bit, but just getting a flow maybe down, uh, looking at maybe how the, the host uh, hosts. There's so style. that you can, yeah, you can be prepared for that. Yeah. 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 Any, any, I know we're, we're getting close. Uh, and I know we have extra, uh, resources for folks and yeah. our little mini course that we have. Yep. Come on. You always do the website. This is, you do it well. Would you Let's like me to pitch our website once I yes. am happy to do it? Innovative learning strategies.com. Awesome. Thank you. So any final advice for guesting? Because I know we have more resources out there for Yeah, us. I think, well, first of all, that probably would be my tip. Head over to the website. We do have a mini course. We've got a lot of good information about both of these topics. But I think one thing I would certainly say when you're thinking about what it's like to be a guest... It really does make sense to come prepared with something you'd like to talk about. And here's why. Because I know for both of us, a question that we will often ask, and it is really to make sure that guests have a chance to showcase what they really want to get heard, the message, the information, the resources. A lot of times you will be asked a question along the lines of, is there anything else? Very much like what you just did, Chris. Yes. If you've got something that you want to make sure that you mention, take a few moments to think about what messages you want to get across because that will be your golden opportunity. More hosts Mm. than not are going to ask that of you. You don't want to wrap up an episode by saying, nope, that was it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't have anything else. No. Think a little bit about (laughs) what else you might want to include so that when you get that opportunity, you are ready to run with it. Yes. (laughs) Love it. And, and, and expound on your answers, you know, don't make oh, the host goodness, work yeah. too hard along those lines would be my final piece of advice. Stories um, work. Yes. Stories <laughs> be, uh, so expand enough that you're getting the point across and they don't feel like they're working too hard to interview you. Yeah. And also if you tend to go the other way, mm. try to use a little bit more of economy of words so that yeah. the host can get a word or two as well during the episode. Absolutely right. This conversation <laughs> podcasts often sound the best. Yes. They're engaging, but your listeners are going to love yes. them too. So yes. I love that. What Yay. great advice. I, I That's one to keep in mind for sure. So there's a lot of advice for you folks. We have a lot more. So go to the website. We thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you in the next episode. We hope you learned a lot from today's episode. 